Romans chapter 9 verse 1 It says I say the truth in Christ so this is the prize of divine election too I lie not my conscience also bearing me witness in the holy ghost verse 2 it says that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart for I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren my kinsmen according to the flesh this verse 4 who are israelites to whom pertained the adoption and the glory and the covenant and the giving of the law and the service of god and the promises so we find apostle paul here shedding his bedding he says i wish that myself what can be removed from christ that my kinsmen that is the israelites can be brought in why is apostle paul saying this you see the lord chose israel as a nation through which he would reach the other nations of the world and he gave them his ordinances his law and his covenant and his glory but along the line it was as if they lost sight of that which god wanted to do so now follow me carefully in every season there is a revelation of god that he wants to bring to the earth so now in the days of noah you cannot go and preach jesus because they have not yet gotten to that revelation so all they knew was the 10 commandments how they could obey the 10 commandments and they thought that was all they saw the law that was given to them by moses as everything that god wanted to do their eyes were never open to the eternal plan of god so apostle paul was lamenting he said now you know um let me explain something to you you know judaism is not christianity i hope you know that judaism is the religious practices of israel are you with me oh don't slip off Judaism is the religious practice of Israel. And then when we say the Jews, we are talking to people who came from Israel. And when we say Gentiles, we are talking about people who are not from Israel, other nations. For example, people in Ghana, we can call them Gentiles. So now according to the plan of god and his purposes it was ordained for the christ to come through israel and then through him the whole world would be saved because their religious practices cannot save them how can the blood of a lamb save you it was not possible how can the blood of a goat save you is not possible So what God did was to find a way through which they can be saved eternally. And then through that line other nations can be saved. You see, but you see the Israelites they stopped as the law. After getting the law, they stopped there. After getting the glory and the covenant, they stopped there. They thought that they could be saved through that <laughs> so when jesus walked upon the surface of the earth and came to them and he said i am the way <laughs> i am 
my father I want they said stone him stone him kill him we have you see they are so proud we have Abraham to be our father we have Isaac we have Jacob <laughs> but Jesus Christ told them you guys are the children of your father the devil for if you came from Moses Moses spoke of me Christ they accepted everything but they rejected the only way that was Christ now Gilbert follow me Romans chapter 9 verse 27 and 30 Romans chapter 9 verse 27 and 30 So it was the plan of God to save the whole of Israel through Jesus. To choose them and save them all. Look at what Isaiah said. He said, Isaiah also cried concerning Israel. He says, though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea. He says, a remnant shall be saved. What is a remnant? Who can tell me what is a remnant? He says, a remnant shall be saved. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles... Oh, let me pause. When we say a remnant, we are talking about a what? A few. A few. Just a small number. He says that a small amount of Israel shall be saved. This, what shall we say then? That the Gentiles, that means the people of other nations, which followed not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness of faith, which is, sorry, even the righteousness, which is of faith. You see, what was given to them, they did not see, they rejected. But because they rejected, other nations... Like Ghana, who did not know God. Nigeria, who did not know God. Togo, they did not know God. They will now come to know the God of the Israelites. Whilst they, who are the Israelites, don't know their own God. Verse 19 and verse 20. Be fast. Verse 19, sorry, chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 now. Verse 19 and verse 20. You know, this is a very, very sad story. You see, I want you to follow me. I want to show you something. I'm taking you somewhere. We are talking about the price of divine election. So, when we are talking about divine election, for the world is already saved. Anybody who is born again has been chosen, has been elected. But it is just more than that. Follow me. But I say, did not Israel know? First, Moses said, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people and by a foolish nation I will anger you. So Moses was telling them, you guys, you rejected the Lord, another nation will choose the Lord and you will become jealous. You know, jealousy. But Isaiah is very bold and said, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. Do you see that? So the nation that was seeking God not find him. And the nation that was not seeking God is now finding him. Now let's go to chapter 11. Follow my thoughts. Chapter 11, display verse 1, 4, and 5. Romans chapter 11, verse 1, 4, and 5. So, don't miss the track. I'm trying to show you how the Israelites rejected God. And how God is bringing other other nations into his election. He says, verse 1, I say then, had God cast away his people, 
God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. But what said the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of power. Look at verse 5. Even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. That means there are few Israelites according to God's election. What is God's election of grace? What is God's election of grace? Is that men should find Jesus. Is that men should find God through Jesus. That men will come to know God through Jesus. Now, quickly pause verse 11, 13, 17, and 20. 21 and 22. Verse 11, 13, 17, 20, 21, and 22. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. But rather through their fall, it says, salvation is come unto the Gentiles. For to provoke them to jealousy. Do you remember the Gentiles? That means the people of other nations. It says, because they rejected, salvation is now going to people of other nations to provoke them to jealousy. Hey. So the people that God chose, they did not choose God. And God said, okay, I'm going to make you jealous. Instead of Israel, I'm choosing France. So one day, the Israelites will see France calling God, calling Yahweh. And they'll be like, who are these people? And they'll be like, hey, we knew him, but we did not save him. Now, follow me. Is this? Where did I stop? Now, look at verse 13. He says, I speak to you, Gentiles. Now, he is now speaking to us. Apostle Paul is now speaking to us. He says, I am speaking to you. Not just the whole Gentiles. I mean, Gentiles who have surrendered to Jesus. Who have given their lives to God. That is Christians from other nations. He says, I am speaking to you. Inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles. Yes, I magnify my office. Look at verse 17. And if some of the branches be broken off, who are some of the branches? Some of the branches will stand for, oh, who is following me? Some of the branches will stand for, it says, and if some of the branches be broken off, those who are broken off will be who? It will be talking of who? Quickly, answer that question. Then we move. Those who are broken off will be talking of. Yes. Hey. So these people are sleeping. Those who are broken off will be talking about who? Uh, I need to start this message again. Look at verse 17. And it says, And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wide olive. You see, he's talking to the Gentiles now. He says, Some of the Israelites, they were broken off because they did not believe. He says, And you being a wide olive tree, you were placed in, you were grafted in among them. You are now with them partakers of the roots and fatness of the olive tree. He's saying that God has now brought you Gentiles into the tree. He removed some branches, the Israelites who rejected him and he placed you there. Do you understand that? Do you understand up to this point? So, Okay, now let's move. Let's move. This verse 20 says, Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. 
So the Israelites, they did not believe God. So what happened was that he removed them. He says, and thou standest by faith. He says, and now you Christians, talking about us, says, we are now standing by faith. He says, be not high-minded, but fear. This is my point. He says, be not high-minded, but fear. You have now become a Christian. You are now being planted as part of the olive tree. You have now come in because some people were broken off. He says, do not become high-minded. He says, but fear. Somewhere else, he says, work out your salvation. He says, with fear and trembling. So listen to me. It is not a light thing to enter into Christianity. Because there is a price that is required of you. He says, do not become high-minded. Most people, they forget about this. Oh, God loves me. He has brought me into salvation. He has saved me. They dance all day. Is this? Watch this. Now, let's move. Let's move. Where is um, Clem? I think she has slept. Where is Clem? Are you there? Oh, there are some people, they usually sleep at the middle of scriptures. Now, watch this. Let's go to verse 21 and 22. Carefully follow me. If you are not following, follow me here. Look at verse 21. It says, For if God spared not the natural branches, <laughs> yeah. It says, Who are the natural branches? Who are the natural branches? The Israelites. It says, If God spared them not, take it, lest he also spare you not. It is not enough that you are a Christian. No, 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 no. It is not enough. It says, take heed, lest he also spare you not. Verse 22, it says, Behold, therefore, the goodness and the severity of God. The goodness and the severity of God. Do you see that? God is severe. And at the same time, he is also good. He was good by bringing you in. And now, because you have been elected, you have been brought into election, he is saying, he is also severe. <laughs> he did not spare those who were dead. He broke them off. Now you have come. You can also be taken off. I'm not saying you will lose your salvation. Follow me carefully and see where I'm going. Just for if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell. Severity, but toward the goodness. He says, If thou continue in his goodness, Watch this. He says, if you continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shall be cut off. Now, you have come into election. You are now in his plan. He says, but if you cannot continue in his plan, you are going to be cut off. So there is a price to pay as you enter into Christianity. There is a plan that has been laid out that you must follow. It says, if you did not continue also, you see, let me tell you, there are a lot of people, they have become so cool. They have, since they entered into Salvation, they receive salvation, they have slept off because someone told them that now 
the battle is over. Jesus Christ has done everything for you. He has died for you. Oh no, you don't need to fast. Oh, you don't need to pray. Why should you wake up to pray? Why should you fast? He has done everything for you. Enjoy yourself. Then we all awake here. We are all foolish. If that is the case, then why are we awake by this time? If he has done everything, why was Apostle Paul killed? Why was Apostle Peter killed? Did you ask yourself those questions? Because there is a price for divine election. As you enter into it, there is a price. Ah, I pray that the Lord will open your eyes tonight. That you see this. He said, Apostle Paul said, that you fear. In fact, I am preaching. I am preaching tonight so that you fear. You will shake. See, one of the problems is that we don't know what is expected of us. Is enough reason for us to fear. Listen, even if <laughs> we have been brought into this election, we don't know what is expected of us. That is why we pray, we pray like. The world is coming to an end. Anytime you get the opportunity to pray, you need to pray out your heart. You need to pray out your life. You need to give your all. Why? Because you know nothing. You know not what is expected. If you knew that, oh, what God needs from you right now is just two days fasting, you do it. And then you are free. If you know the price is just 40 days fasting, you do it and then you are free. For you not to know the price is also a problem. It is because we don't know ah, what is required of us. That is why we pray the way we pray. There is a price. We don't know the measure or the quota of sacrifice to drop on our altar every day. We don't know. And because you don't know, you cannot determine that which is enough. You cannot say, oh, I have been giving, I have been I'm praying, I have been fasting, so it is enough. God! I have been praying. I have been fasting. Why is my life not changed? Who told you that that is the price? You see the problem now? Who told you? God, I gave <laughs> 10,000 Ghana cities. I gave. I fasted for 30 days. And I have not seen anything. Who told you? You cannot determine the price. You see, and this place where you have found yourself... You cannot choose to be negligent because the moment you choose to be negligent, he says, you also, you shall be cut out. So many of you, you've heard the voice of the Holy Ghost awaken you in the night to pray. You quench him. His voice calls you to fast. You silence him. Even your pastor, he will come to you. How? Ajimai. This time is not the time to, 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 to be sleeping. This is the time to fast. But yet, you ignore that voice. Because the reason why you are ignoring the voice is because you don't know that there is a price for you to enter into your calling. You are thinking, because you are now a Christian, you would grow automatically. You are joking. You are joking. Many Christians are lazy and just sitting down in their house and waiting for a prophet to prophesy to them. Let me tell you, there are some people I will never prophesy to. Ah! If I say, come and let's pray for two hours and you are sleeping, why should I prophesy to you? Of what good would be my prophecy to you and the kingdom of God at large? Because you are of no good to the kingdom. You are of no use to the kingdom. That is why a lot of you, you have heard a lot of prophecy, but they will never come to pass. 
They will never come to pass. Because you entered into Christ and you became lazy. You entered into Christ. You did not know that some people were taken off so that you can come in. And he who brought them in, he said, fear. Because just as those who were breaking off, he says, you also, you also, you can be cut off from the plan. You can be cut off from the plan. After living your life, wasting your life, wasting time, then you now come one day, oh God, use me. Ah! You have been saved for 10 years now, 20 years now. You have been living anyhow. Then you are waking up one day and say, God, use me. We are joking. We are joking. We are joking. We are joking. Pray, open your mouth and pray. Say, Lord, open my eyes to these truths. Open my eyes to what the Holy Ghost is saying right now. Cause me to see it. Cause me. Hey, hey, hey. See, if you are here and you are not even hearing me, it's even another problem. It's a major reason why you should even worry. Hey. Some people cannot even understand what I'm saying. Atai. Ah, oh, open my eyes. Open my heart. That I can see, that I can understand. That which you are telling me. You say, I have, I have prayed. I have prayed. You prayed for 30 minutes. You say, oh God, I'm praying. Oh. <laughs> you, you sent a seed of Henry Ghana cities to a man of God. And you expect your whole life to turn around. Because you are Jacob. Or because you are Abraham. Who told you? Let your hundred cities perish with you. For their higher purposes of the kingdom. A man has not given but yet. He is on his knees. Praying every day. Interceding for nations. That men will see the light. Do you think God is going to bypass that man and come to you? You live your life so carelessly. And then you want to see the power of God. You don't know where you stand. For those who stand in Zion have chosen that this calling that they have been brought into, they will not see it casually. That is why at the end of time, some people, some Christians, they will go to heaven. But the Bible says, they will gnash their feet in the dark. They will, oh, you went to heaven. But the Bible says, they will gnash their feet in the dark. Because they wasted their time. They were ten foolish, oh sorry, ten virgins. And five were foolish. Five were foolish. Just like a lot of Christians today. Foolish Christians. Sleeping away their time. Eating away their life. And yet, they want to, they, they, they want to enter into the high calling of God. Your pastors are not telling you the truth. Your pastors are not telling you the truth. They are not telling you that I work. Get surprised. You say, oh, let's move forward. What are some things that the Lord consider before He can give you an assignment or lay duties to you? You say things like, Lord, use me. You see, when you are saying, Lord, use me, I want you to consider something. They are about a thousand people like you. Are you with me? Are you with me? When they say, Lord, use me. Oh, use me. See, there are about a thousand people who are just like you. Why should God use you? Why? <laughs> if you are the same like the rest thousand people, you are just the same like them. Why should he use you? <laughs> Do you see that? If I come into town 
and I am hungry and I need pizza. I will look for where I can get the best. So if there are a thousand people and you are all the same, why should I pick you out of the thousand? You have not labored. You have not set yourself apart for the oil of God to drop on your head. You have not. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 4. Down to 10. Let me show you things. Second Peter chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. Handele Prande Staya. Second Peter chapter 1. We are starting from verse 4 down to 10. Can we move? It says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that it is in the world through last now let me quickly explain what that means I will take my time so that you can really get what I'm saying what Apostle Paul is saying here is that God has given us great promise so that by this promise we can escape the worldly desires and we can become partakers of the divine nature are you seeing the plan so god is giving us grace why why is he giving us grace is in that so that we can escape there is a loss in the world. We are not supposed to be partakers of the worldly lusts. But we have been called to be partakers of the divine nature of Jesus. You know, I asked the question. I said, before I read Second Peter, how can you step into this divine election? This is what I'm showing you now. That you would be a divine partaker of God's nature. That you set yourself apart. Now, look at from verse 5, he started showing us different levels of growth. So, you entered into Christianity and you are not growing is a sin. Listen to me. If you are in Christianity and you are not growing, it is a sin. Oh, nobody told you that. Then I'm telling you. Look at verse 5. He said, follow me. He says, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. You know that your faith, when you believe in Jesus, that your faith. He says, add to your faith virtue that virtue it means to it means um christian excellence godly habits so now after you have come into christ and then you have believed in god it says Add to your believing in God. Now you grow from there to exhibiting virtues. It says, and to virtues, knowledge. That means you need to learn. You need to study. That is intelligence in the things of God. You begin to have intelligence in the things of God. Now, after you've got, after you are getting intelligence, it says, Temperance. Temperance. 
That means developing self-control. When we say temperance, we are talking about self-control. Not every provocation, you open your zip. Every provocation, you throw your hands. Every provocation, your mouth is insulting. No, it says after you have gotten this knowledge, this intelligence. It says now you should learn to, to control yourself. I am showing you how you can be elected. I am showing you why God would use you. It's because there is a series of growth in your life. So now it says after you have developed self-control, it says then patience. After controlling yourself, it says now saying that endure because <laughs> even controlling yourself, somebody insulted you today. He says, control yourself, don't insult back. But tomorrow the person is going to come again. Then he now say, endure. Then you will not learn how to endure. <laughs> Some people in your place of work, what we are doing, we are enduring them. We are just enduring them. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I set out, I decided to fast, and then all of a sudden, there was this certain guy working where I'm working. And can you believe that for three days the, the main work of this guy in the school was to disturb my life. Hi. He wants to do everything to make me angry. I refuse to be angry. He came the first day. He did everything. I did not mind it. Second day, did everything. Third day, oh. <laughs> In fact, the guy became angry that I was not angry. And he started, why are you not, why? <laughs> now, this kind of people, what we do is that we endure them. We endure. It says endurance. Self-control is good. It's good that you control yourself. But this self-control is now going to lead you to endure. That's your neighbor. You don't like seeing their face. <laughs> because <laughs> they start their own problem with you. In the morning when they wake up, even greeting them, the way they respond is warfare. Good morning. Morning. <laughs> Just imagine you have this kind of neighbor. Please, good morning. Morning. <laughs> Should we stop greeting them? If you stop greeting them, Jesus Christ will now tell you. How different are you from the people of the world? Because the people of the world, they greet their enemies. They greet their enemies. But you, you are a Christian, you cannot even greet your enemy. Jesus was say, how different are you? Do you see that? So, now, <laughs> even if we don't enjoy the greeting of them, the Bible is saying, it says, endure to greet them. Make your face happy. Do by force smile. You know, there are some smile, you know it's not genuine. Force it! It is called endurance. You see, this is how we grow. This is how we grow. He says, now, after learning self-control, what is the next thing? Verses. And to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience. He says, and to patience, godliness. Godliness. What is godliness? After exercising ourselves, in, con- in self-control he says we should now walk in Christian piety that is godliness the ways of God we start ex- exhibiting that character of God people will now begin to see Jesus in our life that Christian piety nothing that people will see and they say oh this guy is a Christian and then he says after godliness he says brotherly kindness 
brotherly kindness. He says, develop what is kindness? Develop brotherly affection. And then he says, after brotherly kindness, he says, and to brotherly charity. Charity. So after kindness, we move to love. We develop love. Are you with me? Now, post verse 8. Verse 8, 9, 10. So it says, after you have developed yourself in these ways, I am showing you how the price, the prices you need to pay. If someone slaps you, you slap them back. Someone insults you, you insult them back. God cannot use you. Because you are not growing. You are not growing. Most Christians, everything that they have come to know is that they have believed in Jesus. The rest, forget about it. Verse 8. Are you guys with me? Or you are sleeping? Verse 8. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 8. Can you display that? Is this? Oh. I said verse 8. Let's start from verse 8. Quickly. I don't have much time. Let's be fast. It says, For if these things be in you, watch this. For if these things be in you and abound, it says, They make you. They make you. That you shall neither be barren. Now, this is not talking about um, a lady not getting pregnant. No. It's talking about being unfruitful. Neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Christ. Do you see that? Look at verse 9. It says, But he that lacketh these things is what? Blind and cannot see afar off. And had forgotten. Oh, he has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. He has forgotten that he has come into Christ. He has forgotten that he has come into Christ. Now, look at verse 10, where I'm bringing you to. Look at verse 10. It says, Wherefore? It says, Because of all these things. When someone says, Wherefore, it means we are coming from somewhere. So, after all this, says now saying, Wherefore? Because of this, brethren. It says, Give diligence to make your what? Oh, read with me. To make your what? Calling. And what? Election. Sure. It is not enough that you are elected. He's saying, this is the way to make your calling an election. Sure. For if you do this, you will never stumble or fall. Amen. Amen. This is how, this is how we make our election sure. Ah, I thank you, Jesus. I see the eyes of some people are opening tonight. The eyes of some people are opening tonight. This is how we make our calling and election sure. I believe, listen to me. I believe God. Is bringing us to a season of labor. A season of labor by His grace. To cause men to do that which they cannot normally do. So that they can enter into the purposes of God for their lives. You see, the way you are, God cannot use you. That is why He showed you a series of steps to grow. To make your election sure. He says, if you have come into this olive tree. He says, now let us begin to see your fruits. Ha. It is not enough that you have been grafted in. It is not enough that you have now become a Christian. He now says, let us begin to see the sign of maturity. Let us begin to see the sign of growth. Until we enter into the plan of God for our lives. You know, 
individually yeah, individual plans that the Lord has for us why do we need to enter into these plans because there is vacancy in the service of God he needs men to rise to take their place the place he has ordained for them oh maybe you have been called as the apostle of Spain but see you you are still insulting your neighbor <laughs> you are still fighting ah, the devil has held you down you are still there committing fornication with your girlfriend ah, <laughs> even there your own you still need 10 more years 10 more years <laughs> oh yeah Imagine Apostle to Australia Apostle to Australia You are there Watching UEFA Champions League Throwing your leg Hey, He should have scored He should have scored He should have scored hey, hey, hey. You are there Arguing about Chelsea He says You cannot see afar You don't know why you have been called Somebody will not say Ah eh. Should I not watch TV? Watch. Watch. That is why your life is like that. Watch. Keep on watching. Pravele Kebrande Stavande. Hey! The man Isaiah in chapter 6, verse 8. He says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Why? Because there is a vacancy. Whom shall I send? He says, And who will go for us? Hey. Isaiah was there But his position was declared vacant hey. What if he did not hear He says I heard the voice of the Lord Saying The Lord is saying tonight He is speaking tonight He said Whom shall I send And who will go for us Those that will go for us are still babies those who should go for us they are still babies they are still crawling how can we send babies how can we send babies the same God they said I have found David my servant I have found can God said I have found you I have found you if God says I have found you it means you are ready ah you have paid the necessary price and you are ready to be released into the nations. <laughs> God, help me to do what it takes. Help me, cause me to do what it takes. Cause me, cause me. You see, I can't finish this message today. I need to come back and complete it tomorrow. I need to come back. Cost me, cost me to pay the necessary price. Cost me to pay the necessary price. That I will not just be an ordinary Christian. That my life will stand for your purpose. Uh, uh, oh, I want to ask you is this where you want to end? Or is this how far you can go? No way, no way, no way, no way. <laughs> I'm going to take my Bible and I will sit down and read and I will start building my life again. Maybe I've not given much time to meditating on God's way. Now I'm going to find time. It doesn't matter. Some people say, I don't have time. I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. I'm working. Hey. What is greater? What is greater than this? What is greater than this? Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Help me. Ha. I thought some of you would be praying right now. I thought you would be calling on God. Please mute your phones. Mute your, unmute your phones. Open your mouth and pray. 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 Ah. Hey, uh, hey, 
Let your life be evident in my life. Let it be said of me that I grew. That when my time on earth is spent, I will look back and I will say, You have done marvelously in my life. I did not remain a baby, I grew. I grew, I grew, I grew, I grew, I grew. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us celebrate Jesus tonight. Celebrate Jesus tonight. Celebrate Jesus tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Celebrate Him. Celebrate Him. It's wonderful. Thank you for His word. It's not enough that you had His word. You go home and stay with that word. Until that word transforms you. God bless you.